And you need to honor them for how, to how much you can honor them. Maybe if they're in sin or they're not saved, you can't honor some of their sinful ways, but you can honor them as people, glory to God. And, and there's a promise to that, that you will live a long life. So I want to honor my mother and father. I, I want to honor them. Amen. Uh, th this one, you shall not kill. It says here, but really you shall not murder. And so really, we don't want to be murdering. And, and this is key too. Murder is more than just you killing somebody. It's you killing somebody with your words. Amen. So we want to be very careful how we talk about people. You should not commit adultery. That's a good one. The, the world has it this way. Well, I'm not committing adultery. I'm just having an affair. It sounds so much better, doesn't it? An affair. It sounds like an event. An affair. I'm just having an affair. My spouse is not treating me right. Right? So I, I, so I have the liberty to have an affair. No, it's an adulterous relationship. <laughs> even the world will t tell you, even the world will get on people that have adulterous relationships, especially if they're in politics, you know, they're cheating on their spouse. Even the world doesn't like that. Amen. Right? But sometimes TV and the movies will make it glamorous. You know, and they act like it's no big deal. But it's a big deal. Uh, connected with that, sex outside of marriage is a big deal. If you're a Christian, you're not supposed to be doing it. Okay, that's my disclaimer there. So you just, you, you got to do it in marriage because that's where the marriage bed, the Bible says, is blessed. Amen. And God will judge adulterers and fornicators. Okay, we'll continue. Uh, you shall not steal. That's a good one. And uh, of course, let me go back to adultery. If you're not physically doing it, don't be doing it in your mind. Amen. Glory to God. In other words, don't have that second look. But can it be a long first look, Pastor? No, not a long first look. You know what I'm saying? Can it be a Jamaican minute? You know what I'm talking No, you, you move, you bolt, you don't focus on that. Why? Because, you know, on account, the Bible says on, on account of a promiscuous person, uh, you can be brought to, down to a loaf of bread. Amen? Amen. Uh, so uh, you shall not steal. So, so these are things that we shouldn't be stealing. You know, these, these are God's top 10 lists. You, uh, so we don't want to be stealing. Even stealing something little is, 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 is stealing. Amen. And, I'm, you know, you can get tested in that. You should not bear false witness against your neighbor, which means you don't want to be talking about people and, uh, and, and or telling off or saying something that's not true about somebody. And you've got to be careful, even if somebody does something wrong, you don't want to keep talking about their weaknesses because you never know if they repented and got right with God. So you don't know. You don't want to keep talking about their, their misdoings or, because you don't know where their heart's at. And you keep talking about them, then you are slandering them. Amen. Number 10, you don't, uh, it says you shall not covet. Uh, and uh, basically, uh, if you break it down, uh, it says here, don't don't desire to have some your, what, what your neighbor has. Don't desire your neighbor's wife, your neighbor's car, your neighbor's phone, whatever they have. In other words, don't get envious of other people. Amen. Don't have a strong desire. I want what you got. In other words, we don't. I, I, man, I. I have, and you know, you, I preached a faith message, and sometimes we get this misunderstanding. I had one person in the church that, that claimed somebody's house for theirs. They're, now, this person was living in the house, but they said, I want that house, and, and I can do it by faith. Not if people are living in it and they're Christians. And you can't, you, you think God's gonna kick them out of the house and put you in it? That, that's, that's, not, that's not true faith. 
that, that's coveting somebody's stuff. You know, and they went over there and they prayed, believing and calling that house in. You just don't do that. And they went and knocked on the door and said, this is my house. That's how you get thrown in jail. <laughs> and they said they were from Exceed Life Church. I'm like, my God. And I knew the person. I said, I don't know what happened. I'll talk to him. <laughs> you know, are you, oh, you hear what I say? No, no, no. You've got to be very careful. Your faith is not designed to take something from somebody else. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? It's not designed for you to claim it, name it, and claim it, and grab it. No, 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 no. You can, you can look, you can build a house just like their house, but it doesn't mean, you know, you can covet, you know, you can like a, a, the architectural, you know, you know, whatever design of the house, and you can design it like that, but you don't take somebody's stuff. Right. Amen? Or you listen to what I'm saying to you today. So, so, so I'm going to say this, and we got to get a revelation of this. And the world doesn't have a revelation of, they have a perverted knowledge of what goodness is. And they're going with what the world says is good. And, and listen, two people of the same sex in a loving relationship is not good. Amen. They're having sexual relations with each other is not good. It's not good. That's not what God created. It was, it, you know, he created Adam and Eve to procreate. Amen. And so, so it wasn't, he never created two men and two women to get together. It's, it, it's a perversion. And so if you understand that, and, and of course, if God created you uh, uh, as a male and you have all the parts, then just because you think you're a female, science tells you you're a male. But now they're trying to say you have to, you can go with your feelings now. But it goes against science and science tries to go against the Bible and see how mixed up the world is. And so if a four year old kid or a three year old child says, mommy, and they're a boy, I think I'm a girl. And the parent says, yes, let's dress you up in dresses. Now, you know, that that happened to me one time. Now, I never said that I was a girl, but my mom wanted a girl. So she put a wig on me, put me in. A, I, I, it almost screwed me up, you know. My psyche, you know what I'm saying? But uh, she and, and took a picture of me, like, like, you know, with a wig on and everything. It's in the family photo. But she wasn't trying to turn me into a girl. She was wondering what I, I would look like as a girl because I was that good looking as a boy. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? That good looking. You know what I'm talking about? Man, I got a tough crowd out here. Glory to God. And, uh, Glory to God. And so, bro, that's a true story. I won't go any further than that. Amen. Is it still in the family album, Mom? It's still in the family album. And, and you know what? I should have had a photo of it. And you know what? I was the only boy that she picked out. So that means the devil was targeting me. Transgender F issues. Amen. Now I was wondering why I always wanted to wear stockings. No, that was Joe Namath, wasn't it? Didn't Joe Namath wear stockings? And he was a football hero, right? Anybody remember these old Joe Namath? Didn't he wear stockings back in the day in the 70s? He was, all right, we'll keep moving on. So, so let's talk about what's right, amen, not what's wrong. Do you know even the pastor has some issues, glory to God. So what we're talking about here before I'm messing this up. I'm talking about that, that there is a right and then there's a wrong. And I'm going to say this. The world has God all mixed up, too, because they think for some reason that, that God is bad and that the devil is good. And we get this idea that bad is good and good is bad. 
And, 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 and the world will say, you, nobody wants to be a goody, good shoes. Anybody ever say that? Who wants to be good? Everybody wants to be bad. Remember that song? Ba -ba 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 bad. Bad is a bone. Remember, you remember that song? Yeah, people want to be bad. No, no, no. Listen, we want to be good. And only God can make us good. Ba -ba -ba bad. Bad is a bone. <laughs> and, and, and so we want to be good. Amen. And only God can make us good. We can't make ourselves good. And the problem is, is that, we, that, that evil is us not being connected to God. The only way we can be good. See, 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 when Adam and Eve disconnected to God through sin, then that's when they became sin. That's when they, they became evil in a sense. That's when they lost the goodness of God. They disconnected. But Jesus connects us back to God. And so, listen, you were never meant to be autonomous. You were never meant just to live without being connected to God. We see, see evil is being disconnected to God. Good is being connected to God. Yes. Evil is pride. Good is humility. Yes. Humility is, is, is relying on God. Pride says, I don't need God. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So evil saying, I don't need God. Humility says, I need God. Humility is good. Pride is bad. The devil said, I don't need God. I can stand on my own. And the devil didn't last two minutes in heaven. He dropped like lightning that day when he was trying to make his decrees. And God made his decrees. And the devil dropped like lightning because the devil didn't realize that there was a, a cord, a plug. And he was plugged into heaven. And God unplugged the devil. And he fell like a rock. And he lost his power. And he thought he was as great as God. And when, when the world starts thinking that there, is, there are as good as God, then they're, 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 they're unplugged and they're in sin and they're in pride and, and they're in an evil place where evil will take them down. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We serve a good God. God is a good God. Amen. God doesn't send people to hell. Amen. And you say, well, I beg to differ. Well, in a sense, he does. In a sense, he doesn't send people. He's trying to stop people from going there. If God is so good, why does he send people to hell? No, no. He sent Jesus to keep you from going to hell. Jesus paid, did everything right under the law and went to a cross. He did not deserve to pay for our sins so that we could have heaven and have it easy. Because I, don't, I thank God I don't have to go to a cross and pay for my sins. I just have to receive Jesus and pick up my cross. Receive Jesus and pick up your cross. Do you like that illustration? Pick up your cross. So as they receive Jesus. So, so, so we need to get a revelation that God is good. I love John 10, 10 that says this. Jesus says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So we can see here, Jesus reveals uh, the, you know, it's not God's will for you to be sick. It's not... It's not God's will for you to be in poverty. It's not God's will for your children to be messed up. That's not God's will. God's will is for your family to live in abundance. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have what? More abundantly. So that's not God's will. The devil's will for you is destruction. 
The devil comes to steal. That's his will. God's will for you is blessing. Yes, the Bible says all good gifts comes from God from above. We got to believe that God is good. And I'm saying this to you today, that people of the world and even some Christians will get mixed up, that some that are falling away from God will think that God is not good because good has to be connected to just and God is just and just has justice, just has to be connected to righteousness and God is righteous, he is right. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? What he says is right. If lying is bad, it's bad. It's evil. If stealing is bad, you know that's bad. If somebody steals something from you, you're not going to feel good about it. Amen. Somebody lies to you to get over on you, you know that's not good. Amen. Everybody knows that. Right. And so when we, we get a revelation that God is a good God, no matter what you're going through, no matter what your kids are going through, God is still good. And he's, and he's working on your behalf. He's working. Pastor, I'm not seeing too much. Listen, the enemy's just, he, he's doing everything he can, stirring it up. But God is coming through and he's moving on your situation. You believe that today? I believe that today. God is a good God. If God is so good, why is there so much death in this world? Because Adam and Eve opened the door to death. And then there's people in this planet that have free will that, that's yielding to the wrong spirit and they're doing all kinds of evil and, and, and they, they're allowed to be on this planet because they were born on this planet and they have free choice. And, and for, for evil to persist, all, all good men have to do, all godly men have to do is do nothing. So it's up to us to start praying. It's up to us to start uh, witnessing. It's up to us to start giving into the, the, the offerings so that we can promote the gospel and get more people saved. And the more people that are saved and walking with God, the more righteousness and more peace you're going to see in this earth realm. Yes. And we just got to get more people saved. Yes. And I love this because I'm just going to close out with this uh, story of this rich young ruler. And this is in Mark 10. And what's interesting about this story, it's in three of the Gospels. And so it must be an important story here. And this is a rich young man that comes to Jesus. We're going to get you four points. I'm going to try to get this out fast. And in Mark 10, 17 to 31, it says, Now as he was going out on the road, talking about Jesus, one came running, knelt before him, Jesus, and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good, but one that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. See, Jesus goes ahead and goes back to the commandments. It's interesting, isn't it? He talks about the commandments here. And he says, uh, because the commandments are not passed away. But we're in the new covenant. It's, yeah, it's, it's the old coming into the new, but you still don't do you don't go against the, ten, you know, you don't, you, you obey and, and, and you don't do the things that the Ten Commandments say don't do. Amen. Amen. I think I got that out. And, uh, do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. And he answered him and said to him, teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. And then Jesus said, you liar. You never come. No, you didn't say that. Then Jesus looked because you know what? He may have kept it on the outside, but did he ever lust 
after a, another person to, to commit, you know, want to commit adultery uh, or fornication with them. Did, did, are you hearing what I'm saying today? Did he ever have a desire to have something of somebody else's? Did he covet something? You know, you know, there's, there's sins of the heart. You may not do it on the outside, but are you doing it in the, are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Eh? Is, man, are you listening? Then Jesus looking at him, I love this, and loved him. Jesus looked at him and he said, I've kept this all from my youth. And Jesus looked at him and loved him and said to him, one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Come and take up the cross and follow me. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to, to them, children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. So he clarifies that to trusting in riches. It's easier for a camel to go through an eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? Because they were because see, wealth equates to blessing. And they knew that that's all about part of the Abrahamic blessing is wealth. And so they were saying that. Are you saying, Jesus, that that wealth can keep us out of the kingdom of God? Well, if wealth has you and if wealth is your God and you're serving money and not God, yes, it can keep you out of the kingdom of God. And if your wealth is your strong fortress and that's what you have your trust in and you don't have your trust in Jesus and you think your wealth is going to get you to heaven, forget about it. Because it won't. Amen. And so, so, uh, so, so wealth is a false sense of security. But Jesus looked at, at them and said, with men it's impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. And Peter began to say to them, see, we have left all and followed you. So, and this... <laughs> this is so good. And Jesus answered and said, surely I say to you, there is, uh, uh, surely I say uh, to you, there is no one who has left house, brothers, sisters, fathers, mother, wife, children or lands for my sake and the gospel who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time. Notice it says that now in this time and houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children lands with persecutions and in this age to come and eternal life. But many who are first will be last. So 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 Jesus actually said, listen, whatever you give into the kingdom, God's going to give it back to you. Plus some yes, amen. right there. Now, now, now let's look at some of the mistakes that this that this rich young ruler made, and hopefully that this is not our mistake. The first mistake he made was when he came up to Jesus, he said, good master. Uh, I'm sorry, he said, good teacher. And when he said good teacher, what he was saying was he, he was putting Jesus on an even kill with who he was. In other words, he was just thinking that Jesus was just another good man. And Jesus is not another good man. He was, he was, he was trying to even, you know, the playing field. It's, it's like sinners today that, that, you know, it's people that don't believe in Jesus. I'm just as good as those Christians, as those people that go to church. I don't have to be a Christian to go to church. I'm just as good as those people. And, and what they're trying to do is, well, yes, in a sense you are, but in a sense you're not. Because we're, we are righteous because of the blood of Jesus and because we see Jesus Lord. You're not as good as in getting into heaven. You're missing the mark. You're, you're, you're equating your, your, your outward goodness to, our out, to a Christian's outward goodness, talking about an unbeliever, thinking that, that, that there's, no, 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 you, you got it all wrong. And you got to get a revelation that Jesus is Lord. 
that Jesus is who he says he is. He is Lord and Savior of the world. And see, that was one of the, that's the problem of unbelievers. They don't believe Jesus is Lord. They don't believe Jesus is who he says he is. They don't believe Jesus, you know, they may believe that he went to the cross, but they, I don't know if they believe he was raised from the dead. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, forever making intercession for us. Number two, uh, number two, and this is, this is the problem with some of us, or, and even some unbelievers, is that, that, the, that this rich young ruler couldn't recognize his shortcomings. He, he said, I kept all the commands. In other words, he saw himself as good. He saw himself as doing everything right. But see, Jesus only hit him up with, with, with the commandments that dealt with people. But Jesus, did not, he did not hit him up until the very end when he said, well, I, I, I know that you may be doing everything right with the people, but do, is God first in your life? Is God first in your life? And so, so we need to recognize as people, we have some shortcomings and we need Jesus to help us with our shortcomings. There's areas in our life that we need adjustments in. And that's the reason why we come to church is because we're coming in to get adjusted. We're coming in for a tune-up. We're coming in to get ourselves back on track in our minds and our hearts and get right with God in any area that we're missing it in. It's, can I get a witness in the house today? And we got to recognize when we're not doing things right, we need to ask God to forgive us. And not gloss it over like it's no big deal. No, you mess up, fess up. Amen. And then the blessing come. And the number three mistake that he made was he, he, he said, what good thing must I do? He made the mistake of thinking that it was his works that would get him there. But it wasn't his works. It's, it's not your works that get you there. It's your faith in Jesus. And see, as him thinking that Jesus was just a good teacher, amen, instead of a master and Lord, he, he, he had no per, right perspective, amen. And so he, he misunderstood the grace of God. Jesus said one time, they said, what kind of work that we must do to enter the kingdom of God? And Jesus said, believe on the Lord uh, uh, Jesus Christ, believe on him. He said, that's the work you do to make it into heaven. It, it's, it, in other words, it's a heart transformation. So he misunderstood the grace of God. It's not about your works. It's about your believing in Jesus. And that produces the works. Amen. And number four, his fourth mistake. And this is a critical mistake that even some Christians make. He walked away. He, he didn't hang out long enough. See, some of us could get in the church and we may not have a rev full revelation uh, of Jesus, of who he is. But you keep hanging around the throne room and you're going to get a revelation of how good Jesus is. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So you may not have an understanding of, of all these things that he didn't understand. You know, that's not by works. It's by grace. Glory to God. Lest anyone should boast. And, and he didn't hang out. He didn't stick in there and he didn't hear the rest of the story because if he stuck in there, he would have found out if he gave everything, everything would have came back to him. Because Jesus said, you will be blessed a hundredfold. Think about that. that. That's the best stock you can buy. I mean, I mean, I mean, that, that's a guarantee. You give 100% to God, God's going to give multiple 100% back to you. It's the best stock option that you can buy. 
In other words, you can never lose by giving to God. You can never lose by sowing into the kingdom of God. You can never lose by giving your life to God. And what he was saying was, you do this, not only will you receive a hundred times lands, houses, uh, uh, family, families and all that. You know, you will receive eternal life. See, God's not against, he's not against us having things. God wants you blessed beyond your wildest dreams. He wants you walking in the blessing. Why? So you can be a light to a dark world because the world only knows bling bling. The world can only see bling bling. That's all they see. That world is after the bling bling. You know what I'm talking about, bling bling? You know, the diamond rings and the diamond watches and, you know, the full dress presidentials. That's a Rolex with all the diamonds on it. About $25,000 watch. I used to sell them. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Now I got a Rolex. I mean, I'm sorry, a, a Timex. <laughs> Amen. No, it's an Apple Watch. But anyway, but God is good. Amen. And when we get a revelation of how good God is, and when we, when we don't walk away because things aren't happening quick enough, when we stay in the fight and we stay in the place where God wants us to stay in, we're going to, I'm telling you, a revelation of God's goodness is going to come into our lives and we're going to start walking out that goodness. And I'm telling you, we're going to see the blessings of God roll into our lives and we will see the blessings and we'll become a blessing and God will use us to change the world. You believe that today? God is raising up a mighty army here in this church. You are a triumphant church. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Yes, the enemy's been trying to knock some of you down. But I'm telling you, a good man may fall down seven times. But you're going to rise back to the occasion. You're coming out of your issues. Your family's coming out of your issues. You're coming into the land of plenty. You're coming into the promised land flowing with milk and honey. I'm prophesying to you this day. It's happening no matter what it looks like. Don't give up. Don't let go. Keep standing on God. And you will see the salvation of the Lord. Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you for your mercies and for your goodness and for your love. And you are good, Lord. And we're going to do all that we can to stay in you, Lord. We're going to keep coming to church. We're going to keep reading our Bibles. We're going to keep worshiping you. We're going to keep witnessing to, to this lost and dying world. And Father, we just thank you, Lord God. Even though none may go with us, we'll still stand with you, Lord God. We won't give up on you. Father, I thank you for every person here in this audience and those watching online. And, and I'm telling you, God loves you with an everlasting love. And you got to stop running from God. It's time to put God first place. Do, you know, what the first commandment, you shall have no other gods before you. And that's including you because you can make yourself a God. In other words, make Jesus the Lord of your life. So if you're ready to do that, I'm telling you, God will miraculously change your life into a, a beautiful canvas. Amen. In a masterpiece. Just say this after me and mean in your heart. Dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, 
I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.